Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, June 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Grab your popcorn. AMC had another wild day on the stock market, and cyber attacks are rattling the insurance industry and raising costs. Plus, we'll look at Naomi Osaka's decision to walk away from the French Open and what it says about athletes and the media. Ultimately, it speaks to Naomi's power. She's this popular new generation athlete who can sort of turn the world on its head. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The latest ransomware attack is rippling into geopolitics. The world's largest meat processor, JBS, said a cyber attack on its North American and Australian systems disrupted animal slaughtering and halted work for thousands of employees. Now, the U.S. suspects the hackers are a Russian criminal gang. So yesterday, the White House said U.S. President Joe Biden will rebuke Russian President Vladimir Putin when the two leaders meet later this month. The cyber heist is part of a surge in ransomware attacks that's also upending the insurance market. The FT also reports that increasing severity and frequency of attacks is ratcheting up the cost of cyber insurance. These are policies that reimburse companies for lost business, ransom repayments, and data recovery costs. Insurers are also becoming more vigilant about company controls, and if a company has too little security, one insurer said it might not provide coverage at all. There was action and there was drama in the stock market yesterday, and retail investors played a starring role. One of their favorite cheers, or meme stocks as they're called, is in the U.S. cinema chain AMC. And yesterday, AMC decided to embrace individual investors and harness their enthusiasm. It announced an offer of free popcorn to investors who signed up on a website. And the share price went gangbusters. As the FT's U.S. investment reporter, Madison Darbyshire. She says retail or amateur individual investors are really important to AMC. They own 80% of the company's shares. And AMC doesn't just want them to buy stock. And by offering popcorn as an incentivizer, they're, they're really trying to harness this new and expanded amount of retail investors that are invested in the company and trying to get them to come see movies. Now, that would solve the other big problem facing movie theaters, how to get butts back into seats. For now, though, the popcorn offer is what's working. Investors ate it up. AMC's share price almost doubled yesterday to more than $60. That's three times what it was earlier in the week. And don't even talk about earlier in the year when it was about two bucks. Anyway, the stampede into AMC was so intense yesterday, trading had to be halted twice. Madison says there's another factor at play here. One of the interesting things is that in the last year, a bunch of the new digital first brokerages like Robinhood allow you to buy fractional shares or buy shares really easily with small amounts of money without any kind of commission or trading costs. So it's it's pretty low cost for investors to pick up shares in these companies. And if you think about what AMC was trading around $20, A box of popcorn at a movie theater costs, what, an average of $8 for a small, $12 for a large. For some investors, their investment will pay off in two trips to the theater. That's the FT's Madison Darbyshire. She's our U.S. investment correspondent. Tennis superstar Naomi Osaka has shaken up the sport with her racial justice activism. Now, she's put athlete mental health front and center, saying her struggle with depression is why she refused to do the mandatory post-match press appearances during the French Open. 
When she got pushback, she withdrew from the Grand Slam tournament. Ultimately, it speaks to Naomi's power, right? That's the FT's U.S. sports business correspondent, Sarah Germano. She's this singular, popular, new generation athlete who can sort of turn the world on its head and call attention to mental health issues. And even because she put in her social media statements that she had ambivalence around the press conference, that has invited this debate about what the press conference is for and whether it's good or bad. Sarah's been writing about Naomi Osaka, so I asked her what the Japanese player's decision says about athletes and their relationship with the media. Over the years, and especially as social media has become a bigger part of the way we communicate with one another, um, there's a little bit of chafing against this established tradition of having a post-game or a post-match press conference. So now that we have social media and athletes have other venues to communicate, whether that's through Twitter, whether that's through Instagram or TikTok or anything else, they can get their point across and have less of less of a risk that their words or their context is going to get distorted. Right, right. which can happen. But so uh, how are broadcasters dealing with this? Is this a threat to them if they can't control athletes' access to sports fans? I mean, they're, they're already trying to adjust to streaming and social media and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. This is partially why broadcast rights for sports are becoming so expensive. The NFL just signed a new, you know, 11-year deal worth as much as $110 billion, which is more than double what their current media rights are worth, because all of those networks want as much exclusive access to the, you know, NFL content than they can get. Um, And part of that part of what they're paying for is access to the athletes themselves. There are stipulations in the contracts between the league and the players that say the players have to show up and give interviews because it helps um, fulfill some of those hours of content that the broadcasters want to produce. Sarah, just back to tennis in particular, there's a whole community of tennis journalists. Um, How are they dealing with Naomi Osaka's decision to not do press conferences, at least for this tournament? So I was talking with the president of the International Tennis Writers Association just to get a, a deeper sense of, you know, how the tennis journalism community is reckoning with her withdrawal and, you know, just some of the broader conversations around press conferences. Um, and she was telling me, for athletes, sometimes the press conferences can be a mirror held up to them in which all of the deepest criticisms and, you know, infinitesimal criticisms about their game, their forehand, their backhand. And that can be a lot. And tennis especially is a very mental game. So the conversation around mental health um, is one that is particularly relevant in tennis. And it's just one that we're having as a human race these days. We're coming out of a pandemic. In many places, we're still struggling with the pandemic, and that has created a lot of challenges. So for athletes who are in, you know, high-pressure competitions with everything that's going on in the world, um, I suppose it can be a lot to, to grapple with. That's the FT Sarah Germano. She covers U.S. sports business for the FT. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Mark. Before we go, a word from Ghana's president. He was just in Switzerland, a sensible trip for the head of a country that exports cocoa to visit the home of famous chocolatiers like Lindt and Toblerone. 
But Ghana's president stunned his hosts by saying he's going to stop exporting raw cocoa to their country. Now, he's not mad at Switzerland. He just says he wants to break out of neo-colonial trading patterns. That's where his people export raw cocoa and stay poor while others refine it and get rich. Look at the global chocolate industry. It's worth $130 billion. But Ghana only sees $2 billion of that. And it's the world's second biggest cocoa exporter. So now, to make his country richer, Ghana's president has set a new goal. He wants his country to make its own chocolate bars on a commercial scale. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.